Hello, welcome back to another episode of my Inside Voice podcast. It's me. So, there's a lot that's been going on in the last week or so, and I have taken some time to really understand how heavy I am because of it, and I, I could you know, related to a bunch of different things. I'm depressed, I'm anxious, my period, astrology, whatever it is. But the fact of the matter is, is that I am affected. And I'm talking about the Roe v. Wade overturn. And I am currently in Canada. This happened in the United States of America, but it feels like it's happening to my uterus. It feels like even though I do not want to have kids, I abortion is healthcare and abortion is safe healthcare. It is allowing women to be people and having them be in control of their own bodies and their own thinking and their own emotional sovereignty is the bare minimum. When we talk about the bare minimum, when we talk about men just being the bare minimum and having them be congratulated in the court of public opinion, I'm talking about that. I'm talking about when a group of men and two women, I believe, make a decision on behalf of all women based on their own religious beliefs and biases is you might as well just like murder every single person that is affected by patriarchy which is every single person so that happened um and i'm still to be honest reeling from it I don't know how I feel about it yet. I feel, well, I do know I'm, I'm livid and just upset, disappointed, sad, grieving, all of the above. And it made me just think about older ways of older institutions right thinking about control thinking about the bigger picture my brother-in-law told me that he thinks one of the reasons why this got overturned is because of population because of a political agenda to compete with other countries in the world that have vast more population because people are not having children anymore because people are not getting married anymore because people don't want to have sex anymore and that when i say people i mean women and we maybe have figured out that procreating with men is not in our best interest that having this narrative that being a mother and being a wife is the be-all ends all is not in our best interest and statistically that's been proven time and time again i made a podcast episode on based on this last time go listen if you haven't already even if you are not on this journey you need to listen to it because there are other options for you than just being a wife and a mother being a wife that 
is something that I'm thinking about. I do not believe in marriage. Ever since I gave up religion, marriage kind of went out the back door with that. With that. Marriage to me is this obsolete construct that was made to control women that was made to bind women to men because men have urges and the religious system in our world says that you can only have sex after marriage this is of course not upheld by men but that is the narrative that is the facade that we are force-fed down our throats ever since we are in the womb as women to believe that getting married and being a wife is the ultimate accomplishment, achievement, highest version of being a woman. And then being a mother is just, you know, beyond that. And there's a reason now that being married is questioned. Being a mother is questioned. People are starting to wake up. Women are starting to think about why they feel marriage is this at the top of their list. Why are we bred to believe that belonging to a man is just the ultimate way to live? In Christian weddings, Catholic weddings, whatever it is, you walk down the aisle by your father and then your father hands you over to your husband Take this object now, strange man that I've known for five months, and please take it off my hands. She is such a burden to me. That is what I interpret that as. And marriage in every other culture is the exact same. You're passing this woman off so she no longer is heavy on your family anymore. She, in, in Indian culture, in that, that women are, it, wow, <laughs> in Indian culture, it's thought that women are burdens and that because of the dowry system, because if you have a girl, you automatically have to comp- save up so you can marry her off. And how do you do that? You marry her off by paying a family to do so, to take her in. That's how they used to do it. That's how they still do it. And I'm not just talking about rural places in India or, you know, buttfuck nowhere and wherever. No, it's happening. Modern versions of that old way of passing off a woman because she is so inconvenient Places in the world have girl quotas. They're killing baby girls. There's too many of us. So now we come to this juncture in the modern world, quote unquote modern world, where women are being forced to give birth. Where women, no matter what the circumstances, it doesn't even have to be traumatic, should be allowed to terminate a pregnancy because it is an extension of her and her body. It is her body are now being told, you don't have that right. You don't have that choice. A bunch of people that you don't even know that you have never seen before are going to make sure 
that children are brought into this world when they are not wanted. Imagine growing up with that hanging over your head. Imagine being a girl growing up, knowing that the world around you does not want you and not even your parents do. Not even your mom does. Because of some bullshit. Because of some bullshit. That is scary. And I am scared for myself, for every other woman, every other person that has a uterus, every other person that has the ability, the physical ability to have a baby, whether they want to exercise that ability should be their choice, but it is not. I'm getting this weird feeling in my brain right now. Um, I used to get it when I was dating men where my brain would just be like in a knot and I could see the scribbles being drawn and I could see this ceiling fan in my brain just spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning ready to come off and I'm feeling so overstimulated and so overwhelmed but I need to push on because I need to get this out the last two days have been horrendous I've been back on dating apps one app for whatever reason and at first it was fun but then it just really troubled me and it made me really question what I'm in this world to do and it became painfully obvious that I am not meant for this world to be dating, to be married, and anything of that nature, um, especially marriage. Having a partner doesn't seem so bad, but going into the jungle of toxicity is not the way to do it. For me, anyway. I've lasted, I lasted about two days. And then I had to stop. I had to really recalibrate and really think to myself, okay, what are we doing here? What's the purpose, right? And I always want to be serving my purpose. This doesn't feel like it. This doesn't feel like an extension of it. This doesn't even feel like it's adjacent to it. It feels like I'm be traveling further and further away from myself. And I work so hard to become the meest me of all. What am I even doing here? What timeline is this? What version of myself thinks this is okay? This is fun. This is something that I want to even be doing. You know, I have greater, I not even greater. I have things that I want to be doing, but not this. I have different things I want to be doing, and this is not one of them. When I say this, I mean marriage. I mean dating for marriage. I don't believe in it. I never did. Turns out, <laughs> I never did. I never believed that. And it doesn't come out of some I'm not worthy place. It comes out of I'm just not into it. The idea of having another man's, another uh, having a, a man's name on mine is is unfathomable. You know, I've talked to these men and I've dated these men and I know what they want and they come to a stage in their life where, you know, they want to settle down. They want to... I, I, I hate that song. That's like nails on a chalkboard for me. I hate the song of settling down. It makes me want to die. 
it makes me want to puke. It makes me want to scream so loud that maybe God hears it a little bit. And then it just makes me want to cry and break. I don't really know what this podcast episode is about. I wanted to talk about marriage. I wanted to talk about, you know, whatever. I didn't really want to say anything about my dating or me starting to date because I knew that it wasn't going to last. I knew it. I knew it. I knew that doing it. Remember in my last episode, if you listen to it, I talk about the creeping voice that comes in and says, okay, maybe maybe you can do this. Maybe you aren't enough. Maybe you can. Maybe you should date because you're not enough. So maybe somebody out there can balance you out because you're just not enough. Remember when you're just not enough? Yeah, that's what this was about. I got a text from my ex. I'm like, I got a fucking... And I, of course, I initiated it. And I was like, I got to fucking leave this place. I got I to gotta get over him. I got to get over my past I gotta I gotta walk away and what is the way that I do it is by trying to find somebody new but it's just like you know the same mistake over and over again I'm trying not to do that (laughs) I did it for two days and I'm like oh this feels axe actually it feels awful it feels like another song that I'm listening to over and over again, hoping that it would make me feel better, but it doesn't. It never does. It never does. So you go back. So I go back to being myself. I go back to being the person that I'm meant to be in this world. And it affects me right away. As soon as I come back to myself, as soon as I remember who I am, it affects me almost instantly. The mess is clear. The message is clear. The vision is clear. I lean into it and I make art out of it. And I create from it. I embody it. Remembering who you are is such a cool feeling because it's like there was a time where you didn't know who you were and there was a time where you kept forgetting. Actually, you always know who you are, but you just keep forgetting constantly and you make enough choices and you make enough mistakes where you just are in this permanent fog of forgetting and then once the fog lifts it's really scary because you're like is this who I am and then a voice inside of you which is you says yep that's the way and then you follow that way for a little bit and then things happen where the world creeps up on you like I said and you start making the same mistakes and you start banging your head against that wall and that fog comes back I thought it was because I needed more caffeine I thought it is because I needed to go outside. I thought it was because I showered. I needed to shower. Or I needed to get out of bed. Or I didn't get enough sleep. Or I had too much sugar. No. That fog comes back because you slowly start to fade into the forgetfulness again. Because it's easier than remembering who you are. Because remembering who you are is not the way that you were brought up. It was the way you were born, but it was not the way you were conditioned. We are all conditioned to forget. Because there is money in memory loss. There is money in trying to compensate for what you feel like you lack. Because if you just remembered who you were and who you are, 
maybe everything else would be unnecessary and you would just go on your path and your purpose would be clear and you would just lean into who you are every single day and actually you would make more money from it you wouldn't need anything else you would just kind of understand there would just be this knowing this presence when you walked into a room every time you said something every time you felt something every time you believed something it would the world would just stop for you that's what it's like when you remember who you are i could cry i might later (laughs) maybe i should do like an offshoot podcast of just me crying anyways that's mental but it's what i want it's cancer season What, what up But that's what it feels like to remember. You see the world again. Color becomes a part of your story and not just an addition to it. It becomes the story. You are the story. You are the art. And for the past two days, I've been forgetting. I've been fading. I've been upset. I've been anxious. I've been sneezing a lot. Like It it just really affects me now. Because I know who I am. I know what I want. I know what the world looks like when I remember. And to fade into black like that. I just I'm just remembering that meme where Homer just like um disappears into the into the back bush. That's what it feels like to forget. When you just completely you see everything, you know everything, you accept and love everything and know everything about who you are, and then you choose to just completely disregard it and move backwards and fade to black. I have a Scorpio sun, but it's in my ninth house. Joy is part of my story. Living a life that is authentic is, is part of my story. That is, that is who I am. So that's what I've been struggling with. I'm just kind of deconstructing it now with you. And trying to understand where cancer season has taken me thus far it hasn't been very long but it's it's the tide has been wild already and I've been feeling so much already but it's the good kind it's the kind that I needed it's the saline that I needed it's the water that I needed because I was so thirsty for it it's the realizations that really allow me to walk this path to be more of who I am and what I am you know, I talk to a man and I compromise. I talk to a man and I see somebody that I have to constantly impress and jump through hoops for and to constantly forget myself for. Always. And I have things that I want to say. I have things I want to express, but I never do because it's never really relevant anymore because I'm, the man is there. And it's like, okay, I have to cater. And and I know so many women that are like this, even though they don't, you know, those small sacrifices that you make. And then all of a sudden you realize that you have no idea who the fuck you are anymore. Three kids later, 20 years later, 10 years later in a marriage, and you have no idea who the fuck you are anymore. And you try to find it, you try to look for it, you, you beg 
yourself that you are this person now, that to just accept this person as you are. But you're not. This is not who you are. This is who you become, but this is not who you are. Evolution does not necessarily mean motherhood. Just because you're a mom, just because you're a wife, doesn't mean you've evolved. Just means you're a mother and a fucking wife. That's it. It means nothing more than if, if, like, it means nothing more than what you make it so. It just means you've, you've, you've transferred titles. It's a title change. Right? When you're in the abyss, like me, and you embody the abyss, where titles don't matter, status doesn't matter, class doesn't matter, caste doesn't matter, religion doesn't matter, all of these titles don't matter anymore. You start to question the real structures that these titles came from. Once you get rid of all the titles, you start to work, you start to backtrack and say, okay, where did they even come from? How was, how was I bound to them for so long? And you start to question the structures. You start to look at all the cracks. And obviously I'm looking at, you know, marriage and motherhood as, as being a lot of those structures that are cracked for me. And they are just biases that were put into the world by white, straight, affluent men used to control the pieces that they could not put together so easily. When a man is so evil and sinister that he needs to control pieces of a puzzle that he deems more worthy than the actual lives of people that he sees as pieces to his picture that is marriage come that is what happened marriage comes out of that being forced to procreate comes out of that having children and having that being the only thing that you do and only thing that you're good for comes out of those things so it's up to me people like me i don't know where those people are because i've never met them man or woman or other that actually want to deconstruct that and maybe that's why this journey is such a solo dolo one maybe that's why i feel so lonely and that's why i fucking cracked because it gets really fucking lonely and dark it doesn't make sense and cancer season hit me like the darkness i forgot that the tides took me under for a little bit and i forgot i forgot who i was i forgot that i am a creature of water i forgot that i can i can navigate this it's okay it took me under it took me by surprise to be honest i forgot who i was i forgot that i had all the tools i forgot that i am the child of elements God made me. I am no less. And these tides are just a playground. They're not a punishment. So now that I've, you know, have my head above water, I can play. I can swim. I can do the backstroke. I can surf. I can do whatever I want now. 
Now that I know who I am, now that I know how strong I am, now that I know that it's not loneliness that I feel, it's just a longing for purpose. It's a longing for myself. It's a call for myself. And it's to further deconstruct what I hold so dearly, what I've been conditioned to hold so dearly. You want a partner? You want a companion? Cool, sure, great. I think that's fine. It's cool to have somebody surfing the wild waters of life with you. But when you get off those surfboards and you go onto land and you realize that maybe your only power is to marry each other, to be bound to one another, that's not love to me. Venus and Sagittarius, sorry, not sorry. That's not love to me. Tying each other for a lifetime sounds boring. (laughs) And who wants to do boring things? Who doesn't want to have fun? Who doesn't want to like... Who doesn't want to fuck shit up? Who doesn't want to burn it all to the ground and then build it back up to only burn it again? Like that's... That sounds fucking fun, bro. Who wouldn't want to do that? I guess everybody doesn't want to do that because I have yet to meet anybody. And I'm not just talking about like partnership. I have yet to meet anybody that wants to live in that world. That sees the waves coming at them as not something scary, but something fun. As something like, oh, wow, I'm going to fucking go under and then i'm gonna fucking surf this bitch you know what i mean like it's it's like oh the full energy i forgot i forgot i forgot i forgot last two days were stressful because i forgot i i left myself i left myself i forgot i neglected myself oh my god how much i neglected myself i faded into a world where i was never the center of it now coming back i just feel like oh this this right here this is this is the way it should be i was spiraling guys last night oh my god why didn't he text me but oh my god oh my god oh my god I felt my feelings, you know, I journaled it. I stepped back and said, okay, why is this bothering me? What is this feeling? I haven't felt it in so long. Why is this a feeling that I keep coming back to? Why is this a wave that I can't conquer? Why why do I continuously drown in this? It's just... I looked at the girl that continuously drowned and continuously neglected and moved away from herself. And I don't know her. She's precious, but she's not it. She's not me. And I look at the girl that loves to make art and loves to be by herself and doesn't need much validation doesn't need that 
and wants to question everything and why is her favorite question why is her favorite statement and wants to interact and wants to discuss and wants to meet wants to love wants to be wants to exist wants to strive wants to thrive wants to be excited and explore and be curious and grateful and happy and feel every single thing on every single timeline in every single intensity to the nth degree that's who i am and to boil that down to nothing is a travesty it was such a big void Oh my god, the void. When when people talk about the void when and and like the non-existent, for me that's me ceasing to exist. That's me forgetting myself. That's me leaving myself. That's me going under. That is the void and I am the I was the void. I was a shell of a person in the past 2 days. Not present, not loving, not not excited, not effervescent not curious not not anything i was this robot a void and i didn't know who that was anymore and i'm so happy that i didn't recognize her because it didn't feel comfortable like it usually did it didn't feel good it didn't feel happy it didn't feel like it did when i did it for so long it felt different because I know what it's like to come home to myself. I know what home feels like and it doesn't feel like that anymore. It's not abusive. It's not rough. It's not traumatizing. Home is love. Home is comfort. Home is challenge. Home is falling off several cliffs. Home is burning it down. Home is where I am right now. And it's about remembering who I am. Home is purpose. Home is North Star. It's not being dead in the water. That's how I felt the last two days. Oh my God. Where's home for you? Where is, where is your spot that you embody when you know that you're in the groove when you know that you're in alignment when you know that purpose is being fulfilled at every turn just by you existing where's that for you what's that for you fall into it lean into it that's exactly how you're going to win this game exactly how we're going to get to the finish line with everything that we could ever want and need is to create so much of ourselves as we can be so much of ourselves as we can that it is art that it is music it is movies it is broadway it is plays it is books it is paint it is color it is speech it is emotion it is you know you could fill an entire museum with versions of you because you are so you and that is the art of you What does that look like? What does that feel like? What does that taste like? What is that, you know? A 
And then once that museum is filled, you fill another one and another one and another one. And then you inspire others to, con- to create their own. That's the purpose. That's life. That's, that's winning. I love you. Peace.